What's up, guys? This is Miles Markowitz. And this is Brad Thomas. Here to give you the best sports insights to beat your book. You only need to ask one question. What's the spread? All right, we are off and running. What's the spread? Welcome in. It is officially conference preview season, the middle of July. Can you believe that we are less than eight weeks away from the start of the 2021 college football season? The last month without football is like something that we should celebrate. Something that we should, it should like literally when it turns July 1st, there should be like a celebration. Like, guys, we are almost there. You finally hear all the media, you know, starting to hype up who can make the playoff, who cannot. I've seen ESPN really ramp up their coverage. Oh, yeah. Really excited to get into it. As always, Miles Markowitz, Mr. Brad Thomas over here. We're, We're going to get into it today with the ACC. I, I feel like. Correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like we always start with the ACC. It just seems to be one of those conferences where it's like, let's get this one out of the way. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, you know how Dabo coined the phrase, the rest of y'all. That's literally what it is. Clemson and the rest of y'all in the ACC. And he wasn't even talking about his team. I'm glad that we start with the ACC, though, because it really kind of gives like switches our mindset, you know, from basketball season, hockey season, soccer into football. You know, we're yep. always thinking about football, but when you're really diving in deep, you kind of want to look for those surprise teams, look for those surprise players. But the ACC really doesn't produce surprise teams like that because, what, Clemson's won five straight ACC championships? Right, and there's definitely a lot going on in the ACC every year. One thing to that you always get, especially over in the Coastal, yes. uh, you get a tight division race over in the Coastal, but there's always these teams that are just bundled up at seven and eight wins, yeah. maybe five and six wins. It happened last year. It happened the year before. So... At the end of the day, is Clemson going to win the conference? Most likely. Um, but really, it's about seeing who is their biggest threat, I feel like. Yes. You know, who can be the team to trip them up uh, in in the regular season? Because we haven't seen it. Last year doesn't count because Notre Dame is not an official ACC member. All right. right. Uh, so it's really about these other teams. Who has the ability to do that? So let's go ahead and start in the Atlantic. That is Clemson's division. They are heavy favorites to win the conference. Uh, I've seen anywhere from minus 700 to minus 900 for them to win the conference. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's it's easy to see why, right? Yeah. How did they end the season last year? Because I love to talk about it. They got their ass kicked by Ohio State, all right? Up front, <laughs> in the secondary, coaching, every facet of the game, they were dominated. But this is a Clemson team that even though they're losing their star power, it's a reload situation. Yeah, honestly, if you look at at Clemson and you look at it from a betting perspective, if you want to take Clemson to win the ACC, you're going to have to honestly parlay them with something. But like you said, retool, reload. Clemson, I actually got that wrong. It was six straight conference titles. Clemson is losing probably their best quarterback they've ever had to replace with another five-star who got real meaningful playing time. That's probably the most important thing. If you look at Alabama, um, when Tua went down, Matt Jones came in and got real playing time. So when the season started, the next season, the lights weren't too big. The stage was, I mean, lights weren't too bright. And the stage wasn't too big. One thing that's very different about this Clemson team this year, too, that I really like is you think about year before, they had to replace a lot of defensive players. But Trayvon Mullen, like just great talent. And then the year before that, they replaced a lot of t- uh, talent on the defensive line. This year, their defense is matured. They didn't lose a lot to the draft, didn't lose a lot of seniors. So they're coming back. Brett Venables get a, a, another great stout defense. I just look at their schedule and I'm just like, where is where do they slip up? I think the only game that like the only game outside of Georgia, obviously, that I would be worried about was that at Pittsburgh, maybe at NC State, but 
I think they shouldn't have any problems because every team that they play has serious holes or they play them at home. Yeah, I don't see Clemson uh, tripping up in the regular season when it comes to an ACC opponent. Like, even though we've seen it happen in the past, this is such a different Clemson program right now. Yeah. Where I don't think that any other team in this conference has the, on their schedule, has the ability to trip them up because I just don't think that the talent is there. Yes. Their toughest game of the year, obviously, is the opener against Georgia. If they can get through that, I think Clemson is skating to another undefeated season. Now, a couple points I want to touch on that you mentioned. Number one, I think there is a lot to be said that DJ got experience last year. Yes. This is not a, you know, Bryce Young situation where even though there's a lot of hype, uh, you know, and and a lot going into the season, CJ Stroud for Ohio State, a lot of hype. We haven't seen those guys in not, action. Not We've in seen life. DJ do his thing. We've seen him do the damn thing. We know he can run the offense. But on the flip side on defense, and I know I keep going back to this game because why not? I mean, Brett Venables was completely destroyed by an Ohio State team that won, what, six games last year? Yeah. Fields passes for 375 yards. I'm not concerned about the defense on a meta level. I'm concerned about them in big games. I'm concerned about them in week one. Can JT Daniels put up those kinds of numbers? Is the Clemson secondary going to recover from a performance like that? And again, a lot to be said uh, for having the returning talent, yeah, which they usually don't have. them a lot too. And, you know, all that stuff is bulletin board material throughout the offseason. Sure. And I guarantee you that game against Ohio State is weighing heavy on their brain. Definitely. Defensive standpoint... I try to think about teams that, you know, could can compete in the Atlantic division. And I only find myself really looking at North Carolina State. Yeah, so let's go ahead and get into it yeah. with, with the Atlantic division. I see two teams from this division that I think can make some noise. NC State, I agree with. They've been very steady. They've got a lot of returning talent. Um, they do have a tough schedule. Very. They play uh, North Carolina and Miami in crossover play. But the fact that they get Clemson at home. Yes. On September 25th, I think is a really big deal. But it all. But here's the thing with these ACC teams. Can they build on the season before? Because that's really what it comes down to. NC State coming off a really good season. 8-4 and four overall. 7-3 and eight, three in the ACC. 8-4 and four overall and improved all three years. Right. I think that we got to see if Leary's healthy. They can't. Honestly, they can't rely on Finley. And, and that's no knock on him. But if Finley is going to be your starter... Let's say Leary goes down. Devin Leary is supposed to be the projected the star. Right. One starter. He went down last year, yeah. but yeah, yeah. If he's Finley's supposed to be starter, healthy now. He, you're not upsetting Clemson. That, like, that's just as clear as day. But what really concerns me is a team like NC State that struggled to kind of have those easy games against smaller schools or those must-win games. Right. Because you think about big programs who are competing for titles, and that's even a conference title. They, they don't coast through the FCS games. They put their foot on the necks and they pounce. So that way their starters can get rest by the third quarter and you can start working on stuff with your backup guys just in case they have to be plunged into emergency situations. Yeah. NC State, I think, can win eight games this year. I don't really think that they can go any farther. The other team that I have my eye on, Jeff Halfley over at Boston College. Keep this in mind. In his first season, which was a COVID derailed season, and it was his first season as head coach. He had them competing in football games in a 500 record in the conference. Yeah. All right. There's a lot to be said for that. They're returning a lot of people on the offensive side of the ball. So I think Boston College could win eight games. But everybody else, Wake Forest, Syracuse, Louisville, I think the absolute ceiling for a team like Wake Forest or Louisville is six games. I've seen a lot of hype on Wake Forest. Yes. Which I think that you can mold them in with NC State and Boston College. But that's the problem in this division is that no one is standing off the no one is jumping off the page for me. The problem with Wake Forest is they're another team who lost a lot of talent, and Wake yes. Forest is just not that recruiting class 
Like they just right. don't bring in recruits. And and even though they have success with no talent coming in, we don't know if it's going to continue and that there's going to be consistency. Especially to where they're competing for a title because, you know, Clemson's not losing. If they lose one conference game, they're not losing right. two. And isn't that really what we're talking about here? I mean, we can talk about, you know, whether a team, oh, well, they'll win eight games, they'll win. But we're talking about championships here, which brings us to Florida State. Yes. Florida State is the program that is supposed to be challenging Clemson year in and year out. And it has not happened. Florida I want to talk about Florida State. Thank goodness you're saying that. Florida State will not win more than six games this year. That's the problem, right? How are they going to recover from a disastrous 2020 season where there's a difference between like a disastrous 2020 season? Well, not really. Listen, I was going to say Penn State, but Penn State actually ended the season on a four-game winning streak. Is there any kind of momentum in Tallahassee right now? No. No momentum. The only momentum they could possibly have is if McKenzie Milton wins the starting job. And that's the thing, right? So even the McKenzie, let's say just hypothetically, let's say that McKenzie Milton somehow Finds his magic. Yes. Right? Finds his 2018 UCF magic. I still think this team can only win five games. No, because you think about this Florida State team, they have to address the offensive line. They have to address uh, address the defensive secondary, their linebacker play. They lost pieces on their defensive line. Also, you have all that, right? New quarterback possibly coming in. Yep. Does Mike Norvell have the locker room? Because there was a point when he lost the locker room. He did. And that's another big question is... We have no idea what this program is right yes. now. Uh, but Florida State has got to find a way to get some traction because, again, they are the program. They are the, the brand name that should be uh, challenging Clemson in this division. And right now, I think what we're waiting on is which one of these programs out of NC State, Boston College, even in Wake Forest, you know, who's going to be the one to step up and challenge Clemson? Because right now, at least this year, I don't see it happening. Not to mention Florida State's Schedule is tough. This is outside of their division. North Carolina and Miami and crossover games, Notre Dame and Florida. That's outside the division. They still have to play Clemson and NC State and Boston College. Both on the road. Clemson and NC State. I mean, is Florida State going to win five games? I don't know. With with, with a schedule like that and no momentum coming from not only last season, but just this entire Mike Norvell era. Yes. No idea where this is going to go. Now, all those programs also, it's worth mentioning because we haven't really said it, is that the odds are not good to no. win the conference. And that's because they're competing with Clemson. We're seeing anywhere from plus 1,800 odds to plus 3,600 odds. Who wins the division? Clemson wins the division. If I had a number two, I'm going to go with North Carolina State. I really like what Boston College is doing, but I just think that when you have that trajectory of, uh, I'm probably going to get these wrong, two and nine, um, four and what were they, four and something, and then eight and four, it's positive momentum. I think that continues, but like eight might be the ceiling. I like Boston College to finish second in this division. Uh, I do think that NC State has the best chance to upset Clemson because of the home game. Yeah. I think Clemson could lose two or three conference games and still win this division. I mean, that's how uh, lopsided this division is right now. So Clemson for me as well. Let's go over to the Coastal where things uh, things seem to be heating up a little bit over here. Oh my. Oh boy. Oh boy. The Coastal is very exciting. Yeah. You think about it, it's the coastal is what, what we every year it's expectation. Like every team has this <laughs> high expectation right. of where they're going to finish. And I'm going to hate to say this to all the Miami and North Carolina fans, Pittsburgh, they're all overrated every year. Every year, the every word the word year. that we always use is hype train, right? Yeah, because it is the most uh, appropriate word for programs like Miami and North Carolina. 
specifically every year. And it's tough. this year is no different. It's very right? tough. Miami and North Carolina are by far the two uh, most favorite teams to challenge Clemson for the conference title. Yep. Uh, what are the odds here? Plus 500 for North Carolina, plus 600 for Miami. Everybody else, a thousand or more. So in this division, it seems to be a race between Miami and North Carolina. And I don't see why it wouldn't be specifically because of the quarterbacks, the returning yes. quarterbacks. We know how good Sam Howell can be. But North Carolina had so much hype last year. And even though it was a COVID year, I feel like, and even though they had a good year, they didn't deliver enough for me. Same for Miami. Derry King is coming off an injury. We, we don't even know if he is starting in week one. We don't know how healthy he's going to be. Miami is only going to go as far as Derry King takes them this very, year. Very far in. I mean, not very far. Maybe. Very much but, so right, is what yeah. I mean. Um, the problem with Miami here is, and I keep going back to this, Offensive line play for Miami was probably the one of the most erratic. And yes, Miami and anybody in the entire ACC has the most excuses, most valid excuses for bad offensive line play. Um, they had players go, getting injured. Yes. Oh, wait. Now you have your top two offensive linemen getting out. And then your other two caught COVID because they were hanging out. Even when they were healthy, I don't think they really played that that well offensively um, as a unit. Well, and they just got completely derailed by North Carolina last year. Like, I mean, it's like, so So how, how are you going to recover from that? Um, like, I'm trying to figure one aspect of this Miami, the U defense, that they can hang their hat on because there's no, yeah, they have solid defensive back play, but then you even think about what they were starting young guys in the defense, in the defensive backfield at some points in the game because of COVID. What, what do they do when there's no excuses? Because I don't think that there's that next step where they become a championship team. I think they're going to have to outscore every single team they're playing. Yeah, and I think the same could be said for North Carolina. But for me, I have more faith in North Carolina's ability to air it out and move the ball and score points than I do in Miami right now. And a lot of that is is for is for the health of De'Ari King. Yeah, two really good coaches here, by the way. I mean, Manny Diaz is doing really good things with Miami, considering. Uh, the lack of consistency that they've had over the last 20 years. And the amount of scrutiny that he gets every year. Every single yes. year, right. And then obviously we know what Mac Brown is doing in North Carolina. It is insane what he's doing with recruiting classes, coaching. But here's here's the thing. You got to win a big game at, at some point. Uh, you've got to do it. So is this the year that the ACC championship game is close? It could be because I think that with North Carolina and Miami, we actually have two teams that could put some points up. So, all right, that's that's how I'm trying to frame this right I now. I think that you're right. You're spot on. You're, you're 100 on the right path. I think we get an ACC championship game that's North Carolina versus Clemson. Neither teams are going to have a stout defense. At least, at least if we carry on from next year, right? Yeah, we have two offenses that are going to be able to move the ball. We have a North Carolina team that returns five stars on the offensive line. They lose their double-headed monster and their running backs. But still, I think that we see a lot of points. The best bet for a, a North Carolina upset in the championship game is a shootout. And yeah. this offense has proven it. I've read somewhere that they said this. I wish I remember the sports writer because I'm going to go back and find them in, when it comes draft time. They said the most NFL-ready quarterback for this year's draft will be Sam Howell. Yeah, and, and I absolutely see that because he, he is the NFL pro-style quarterback. Yep. And he, he has proven it on the field that, it, and this is his third year, so yeah. there are no more excuses, all right? This is his swan song, and this is the time. So, but really for North Carolina, it's about, it's kind of what we were talking about earlier with, with uh, NC State and other teams is that you got to win the games you're supposed to win. So North Carolina opens the season 
Oh my god. At Virginia Tech in Lane Stadium, which is which is never an easy game. Virginia Tech, I feel like, can play spoiler in this division. I don't expect a lot from them this year. Uh, but really, I just think any of these other teams and 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 you know, let me know what you think here. But I think Virginia Tech can play spoiler. I you know, Pittsburgh always has the ability to play I spoiler. Wrote that, I circled that as a spoiler possible game. Yeah, there. absolutely. But other programs like I mean, Georgia Tech and Duke, I think, are a ways off. Uh, and then I think Virginia can win five or six games. But again, None of those guys are jumping off the page for me, whereas I think that North Carolina and Miami are bringing something different to the table in the quarterback play. College football is all about the quarterback, and as we've stated in our preseason coverage, in a year where there are no returning quarterbacks at big programs, having that advantage is huge, and you've got to take advantage of that. You have to put it into play. So... I've got North Carolina winning the division. I have North Carolina winning the division. I was looking at the stats of total overall offense in just the in just the conference, right? Because I thought North Carolina was pretty good in the conference from offensive efficiency, and then I ended up stumbling upon offensive efficiency for the entire country. North Carolina has the number one passing efficiency team in the entire country from 2020. So now you're getting everyone back. You're pretty much getting everyone back, and by everyone, I really just mean the offensive line. Who's pa- who's pass protecting and the quarterback? They have the number five um, scoring offense and then number nine overall offense. Well, the problem for them now is going to be replacing the running backs. We said that, but when you have a quarterback who can make all the throws, these checkdowns and easy reads become very easy, which expands your running game. I think that with the Miami losing both their bookends on the defensive line, if I have to pick them head to head again. I think we're going to see another blowout. Yeah, and this year, North Carolina gets that game at home. So it's Miami at North Carolina. Uh, So it's hard to pick against the Tar Heels. Very. When they've got their biggest game of the year at home against Miami, and their uh, crossover schedule isn't looking too tough. They do have a couple of interesting games. Uh, Their last conference game is at NC State on a Friday night in late November. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. Circle that game. Uh, Non-conference, they play at Notre Dame. Also, another point I want to make about Miami's schedule, I think we're going to know really what we're working with because they are opening the season against Alabama, Appalachian State, and Michigan State. So, pretty interesting non-conference schedule for them. We're going to know, hands down, like, this is one of those situations where I was thinking about where Derek King can easily not play week one. Right? Yeah. Save him for week two and then sure. really focus your season. But I mean, man, Diaz said and Derek King said they're gonna beat Alabama. If if Derek King is healthy, then he's he's gonna play. Because it's Alabama. Yeah, you, you don't sit down for Alabama yeah. steamroll. But I just think that I'm so scared, man. This is one of the best offensive uh, defenses that Alabama's going to have since almost that two thousand nine year. I just don't want King to I was at the game when King got injured. I don't wanna see King get injured again week one. Playing against a very fast defense. Well, they they won't put him out there if he's not 100% good yeah. to go. But, you know, they, again, their their season comes down to that. North Carolina has the recruiting and the talent to back up, you know, reinforcements. Whereas, But, but, but again, as I said, it's winning the big game. Yeah. So we, we both have North Carolina and Clemson in the ACC championship game. I don't think that North Carolina plus 500 is bad odds here. But I just still don't think there's any way in hell that Clemson is losing in that title game. But I think we can actually maybe see a 14-point game. I think that we could honestly put money on North Carolina, though, and not not be like years past where we put money on a North Carolina, a Miami, a Pittsburgh, and just put it on there, and we, we already know it's lost. Yeah, no, that, that, that's a good point. I think that this year there is a shot, but yeah. it's because of the quarterback. 
All right. And it's because of the returning quarterback. But how do they look during the season? That's what it comes down to. You know, what's funny about this college football season is coming off of a COVID year. It's hard. It's really hard to gauge exactly where these programs are. Yes. And that's Especially why the games, the teams that had a lot of games canceled or a lot of players yeah. out due to injury. I mean, like, like a Wisconsin yes, or, you know, or Michigan. How about everybody in the Big Ten, everybody in the Pac-12? It's so hard to gauge where these teams actually are, which is what makes 2021 so big. Yes. It, it almost feels like we're starting from scratch. I really do feel that way. Where it's, it's exciting, like it's though. almost like a it's like a college football restart where it's like you were still recruiting and you were still playing games, but it, did twenty twenty really count? It counted for Alabama. Well tied. <laughs> but you know, now we're going into okay, it's it's real life again. It's full stadiums, full it's tailgating, stadiums. it's it, you know the words out of my mouth. Everything <laughs> is back. So but with a conference like the ACC there's so many teams here who are coming off of a six, seven, eight win season. There's not enough teams coming off of a ten or eleven win season. And then also, how do you, what steps do you do you make in the offseason to, to to change those six win seasons? Right? You think about it, it's got to be close games. You got to win those close games. But then, right. then I think about like, it, like the teams who won the sixth and seventh games, like their games weren't really that close. They weren't winning close ones. They were just alternating big wins versus bad losses. Yeah, and the problem is, is that they're beating each other up. So, you know, a Pittsburgh will beat a Virginia Tech and then Virginia Tech, you know, will beat Virginia Tech and then, or I'm sorry, Virginia. Virginia and then yes. Virginia will beat, you know, NC State. So that's what I feel like the ACC is, which is why Clemson has been able to differentiate, differentiate themselves so easily. But again, Florida State's got to pick it up because I don't see, besides North Carolina, Anybody on the recruiting trail challenging Clemson for supremacy no, right now? It's bad. It is. The the talent level in this conference is getting dangerously low in in my opinion because I think there's too many average teams and not enough great teams. Yes. Where, you know, we'll and, and we'll talk about other conferences. Obviously, the SEC is a different animal, but I think that the Big Ten is starting to, you know, to to look into that uh, issue. Where Even which, the Pac-12. We'll talk about it. You know? Yeah, Pac-12, like, there's no great team. Uh, the Big Ten, there's Ohio State, but who else is challenging them, you know, for that role now? Whereas in the, S- the SEC, we've seen teams challenge Alabama. Yes. Every, we've seen Georgia year. challenge them. We've seen Auburn challenge them. So, you know, that's... That's where the the ACC. It's just it's Clemson's to lose. Yeah. I mean, until proven otherwise. And it's it's painful to say from a football fan who wants to see competitive football. I don't want to start the season already knowing Clemson's going to win. But that's where we're at. And that, and that, <laughs> that's the ugly truth. Right. All right, man. Uh, I think that's all I got. That's man. That was a great one. Um, if I have to pick a surprise team out of this out of this yeah. out of this side, I I would probably go with Pittsburgh. Um, they're probably gonna have the best defense uh, out of anybody. In the coastal, um, so that's it. That's and I'm not, I'm not even taking them in the coastal. But if I had to, gun to my head. But that's all. Yeah, I got, man. for me, I would say, uh, you know, Virginia Tech under Justin Fuente, it's it, it's a now or never mentality for them. Yeah. I mean, they're coming off another you know 500 season, uh, and if they have another 500 season, I don't see Fuente staying because Virginia Tech is is a program that doesn't accept mediocrity. Virginia Tech has so much going on in that program right now, where I think they're just gonna be riddled with distraction. Yeah, so uh, you know, I would say that they're another team that kind of has a fire under their ass, yeah. and, uh, and and then I, you know, it's funny. I, I I forgot that I wrote this down for Pittsburgh. They have home games against Clemson, North Carolina, and Miami. So definitely a chance to play spoiler in one of those three games. Yeah. But other than that, it's Clemson, guys. Yeah, Clemson far away, guys. Thank you so much for listening to What's the Spread podcast. Be sure to download, rate, and subscribe. 
Best of luck. We're almost at football season. Take care, guys.